Hello and welcome to the September 20th edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. I'm your host, Trent Reinsmith, and here are the topics for today. Are Donald Cerrone and Tyron Woodley about to be replaced on the UFC roster by younger and cheaper talent? Dana White calls a 29-year-old professional MMA fighter a poor little girl. Dana White shrugs off racist, sexist, and homophobic talk in the UFC as, eh, free speech. That's cowardly and a cop-out, but let me be more blunt, Dana White is a coward. Donald Cerrone gets the come on now of the day for his convoluted and contradictory COVID-19 logic. ESPN, MMA, ESPN, and maybe even Disney need to explain that tweet that got sent out on Saturday night and deleted at some point. MMA media needs to call a liar a liar and a racist a racist. That's the media's job, and it's an important job, so do the job. Colby Covington thinks Tyron Woodley is anti-American for wanting human rights. Yep, that's what I'm hearing here. Colby Covington gets pressed on how fighting for equal rights and social justice equals domestic terrorism. And man, he delivers some A-plus racism in his answers. Now on with the show. Going to start off here taking a look at what Dana White had to say during the post-fight press conference about Donald Cerrone and Tyron Woodley. So here are the clips, and then I'll discuss what was said. Um, for Tyron, as you said, I mean, the, the guy that didn't show up that we thought was going to be here, three straight losses. Where do you think he stands in his career right now? Yeah, I just I, I think that he should start thinking about hanging it up. Um, he's had a great career. He's had a great run. You know, he's made money. Um, I know you had hinted like, ah, maybe he's getting a little up there. What, 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 did, what did you think about the fight tonight? I thought it was a draw, too. I had it a draw. I don't know how you guys scored it, but I, I said, you know what? This thing could be a draw, and it ended up being one. Uh, yeah, listen, for him tonight, the win for him tonight was he was on his way out in the first, uh, you know, 30 seconds of the first round. He fought back. He's tough. He's durable. And uh, I love Cowboy, and I know this is going to fucking crush him and break his heart, but it's it's time to have a conversation with him. They said they want to run it back. I mean, they yeah. both were back here and said they want to do it again in January, February. Were you at least open to the idea of that? I need to talk to him. He and I need to have a conversation. So the question here is, are Woodley and Cerrone going to retire, or are they going to be retired? And with John Dodson getting the heave-ho, I believe, on Friday night, I would not be surprised if both Woodley and Cerrone were released. Now, I would also not be surprised if they were released and almost immediately signed with another promotion because I think they both believe they still have something to offer MMA. I'd be more surprised if Cerrone hung it up because I think he will take this more as an insult than Woodley will. And I think Cerrone would have, will have a bigger chip on his shoulder if he gets released because I think he believes that he is part of the UFC family because I think the UFC has made him believe that, which as any fighter who has been let go of from the UFC knows you're not part of the family. You're just the cog in that family and they'll bring someone in to replace you. I think Woodley is aware of that because I believe he has been treated poorly by the UFC. Is some of that his fault? I, I guess some people could b- 
blame him for that and say that he's been difficult, but I don't think trying to get what you're worth and speaking up when you think you've been mishandled or misled to be difficult. So I think he would not be surprised if the UFC released him. I think Cerrone would, though, and I think that would hurt Cerrone and that he would take it personally and he would do everything he can to prove that the UFC screwed up. But the money these guys are making, which is probably near the limit of what the UFC pays its veteran fighters who are not champions, is a lot more than what they're going to pay these fighters who they're signing off the uh, contender series. And don't think that these contender series signings are not designed to replace a lot of the veterans that are in the UFC right now. The UFC is Endeavor's cash cow right now. It's probably the only business that Endeavor owns that's generating income to a significant degree. And it's going to want to maximize that income because it doesn't know when it's going to get all of its other income back because of COVID-19. And as such, the ownership group is going to look to cut costs and the contender series will let them cut costs at a pretty extreme rate because you're going to replace a fighter that was making 100000 to 200000 and getting bumped up in pretty big increments to a fighter that is making 12000 and who is not going to get bumped in big increments. I don't know the increments of the contender series bumps, but I... I'm pretty sure the uh, bumps of the, the Ultimate Fighter contracts were 2000 per fight per win. So that's a bad bump. Good for the UFC, bad for the fighter. So I'm not going to be surprised if these two guys get let go. Not one bit. And I won't be surprised if more veteran fighters who are starting the downside of their careers are well into the downside are going to be let go. It's just the business the UFC is going to be in now that it has a ownership group that is specifically focused on getting as much profit out of the UFC as it can. The Fertitas were not like that. If they had been like that, they would have sold the UFC when they lost a lot of money. Endeavor is a business that invested in the UFC because it saw the profits and it saw the profit margin and it saw the revenue rate share rate and it decided that that was what it wanted to be in business with. That's it. It's a business decision for them. And as a business decision, you get rid of the old fading fighters who are making a lot of money and replace them with the young up-and-coming fighters who are making a lot less money. Dana White has never been someone who knows how to speak about women. He's called women in the MMA media sweetie, which is ridiculous. He never talks to a male member of the media in that way. And I found it kind of gross of how he referred to Sarah Alper and kind of made her look kind of childish after the UFC on ESPN 11 fight card. And here's what I mean. Um, you know, the, when you get stopped, and, and these kids are so tough and, and durable, that, that, that poor little girl fought her ass off again after... She was able to continue. Catch that poor little girl. Sarah Alper is a 29-year-old woman who is 9-5 in her MMA career. Been fighting since 2011. Not a little girl. Not a little girl. A professional MMA fighter since 2011. Disrespectful and, frankly, ignorant 
and dumb to say this about a woman who is a professional fighter or just a woman in general. I don't understand why White does this. He doesn't, I, I've never heard him refer to a MMA fighter as a little boy. I mean, even when he gets a fighter in there, it's 2021, never a little boy, never a little boy. But this 29 year old woman, little girl, just, just because she was bleeding from her nose, professional athlete, professional fighter, not a little girl. This next clip is going to be Dana White speaking about what went down between Colby Covington and Woodley and Usman, and it was mostly on Covington's side of the equation, but here is the clip. Well, um, what did you make of all the, you know, the fight week? It was kind of a dark fight week. You know, this is such a good card and a lot of good stuff to talk about. And the way that particular fight, you know, kind of went and the, the talk, it, it, it wasn't the positive thing. You know, it, do you think that was bad, you know, or do you, it, it, does it not bother you? Listen, one, one of the things that, that we've never done here at the UFC is stop people from expressing how they feel about certain things um, inside or outside the octagon, even if it's, if it's me. If it's about me, you know, it's a, you know, who's more about free speech than we are? I mean, we literally let our people do or say whatever it is they do. So it's, it's, it's normal. I think I would have to say to this day, still the darkest one ever was Khabib and, and Connor. I mean, that, when I left that, that, that press conference, I, I didn't feel great after I left that press conference, you know? So what I hear here and what I tweeted last night after someone informed me of this Amy Kaplan uh, tweeted out about it. I wasn't watching the presser as it happened. I was working on something else. But what I said and what I stand by and what I hear here is that Dana White is a coward. This is a cop-out. This is a 100% cop-out. What White is saying, and I know for a fact that this isn't true. That's a different topic for a different time. What I'm hearing here is we let our people say anything and therefore, anything goes. But that's not true. That's not true. We know it's not true. I know it's not true. But what it also says is, I accept what Colby Covington said. What Colby Covington said, where he said that Usman got smoke signals from his tribe and called people that support Black Lives Matter and are involved with Black Lives Matter criminals is, is racist. Both those things are racist. And White saying that, Meh, no big deal. It's the fight game. People are going to say mean things to each other. No, no. You don't get away with saying, you don't get away with saying racist things. And you don't get away with excusing racist things because it's not something that should be done. You should not accept racism. And we know white has also accepted homophobia and sexism. And it's all been under this banner of you can say whatever you want. So I'm going to demean this group of people, this group of people, and this group of people because you can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. It's a free-for-all for the UFC. Say whatever you want. doesn't matter. But it does matter because would any of this fly in any other sport? Dana White likes to compare himself to football and soccer and all these other sports when it's convenient for him. But when it's inconvenient like this, like saying racist and sexist and homophobic things, well then, we're a different sport. We're a whole different thing. Can't have it both ways. 
can't have it both ways. And there's no way that any commission commissioner or president would of of another sport would allow this shit to happen. Would allow it to happen, condone it by doing nothing about it, and then just washing his hands of it and walking away and saying, people are going to say mean things. It's the fight game. That sends a message that this type of talk is acceptable and you can say racist shit, homophobic shit, and sexist shit. You can demean large groups of the population because it's just cool. It's the thinking of a 12-year-old boy. It's dumb, it's wrong, and it's inexcusable. And I don't understand how White gets away with it when he, yes, has bosses. He has people to answer to here from Endeavor now and also ESPN. You don't get to do, you don't get to pick and choose, you don't get to say whatever you want without repercussions. And that's the thing that's missing here. So there should be repercussions for what Covington said. And there should be repercussions for White's acceptance of what Covington said. I think I, in my heart, believe that Colby Covington is a racist. I don't know with Dana White, but I 100% know that he at least accepts the racism of Colby Covington, accepts the homophobia of fighters like Andre Olovsky and Donald Cerrone, accepts the sexism and homophobia of fighters like Michael Bisping and and others. And I have all this documented of the white of Dana White not and the UFC not doing anything about this in the past. So it's not like I'm just picking names out of out of my hat here. These things need to be addressed. And ESPN needs to comment. Endeavor needs to comment. The UFC needs to comment. Because if they don't, silence equals approval in this case. So if you're silent on a racist, I have a hard time believing you're anti-racist. Because if you accept it, that, that leads me to believe that you're okay with it. I'm not. Not okay with it. To hate someone because of their skin color or where they're from or the language they speak, you know, racism and xenophobia, is just stupid. It's stupid. You were born somewhere, you had no say in it, and a story. So Covington is racist, and if he's not racist, he's shown us he's racist, so that's racist to me. White's accepting of it. Make of that what you will. But I am. I truly believe that if you're not speaking up against racism, then you're accepting of it, and that is very close to being racist if you're if you're not. It's really edging in there. So I do believe that all these uh, folks need to condemn Covington's, Covington's speech. And I also believe that the UFC needs to cut the shit here. And it's not a free-for-all. There should be unacceptable language. And hiding behind this bullshit facade of it's the fight game is weak and cowardly. And to, for Dana White to do that is weak and cowardly. Next up, we have Donald Cerrone at the UFC Vegas 11 post-fight press conference. Kelly, yeah. uh, you mentioned the, the COVID thing will be over after the election. It kind of snipe. What, what are your true feelings about, about the, the COVID thing? And do you think uh, it's an overreaction or what's your thoughts? Yeah, a super overreaction. Where I live out in New Mexico, not, my life hasn't changed at all, man. We 
go to the store. I don't wear a mask. We're like all quarantined on the ranch, but that's just the way we live. But out here, like when we were walking in, they're like, put your mask on. I was like, hell no, I don't stand for that shit. I'm not going to wear a mask on TV. I don't wear one anyway. So I don't believe, I don't know. I, uh, I'm like a true gritted, hardcore American Republican. So I don't know if, uh, me talking Republican talk up here for Trump is going to help anything. It'll probably go viral and a lot of people will hate me, but, uh, Yes, I think as soon as the election's over, this is going to just kind of wash out. I really do. I think, yeah, is it real? Of course. I do. I believe it. But so is so many other things, you know? Um, I just, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't get why our whole entire world shut down. But I get it. No one wants to get sick, but who knows? This was a, a real strange one from Cerrone. So he said he didn't get it but he totally gets it because he says no one wants to get sick he said he doesn't wear a mask he didn't want to wear a mask on tv which is vain there's a lot of mixed messages in here if you're a republican you don't wear a mask why you don't get it but you get it it's very confusing and for this this whole thing which i can't even begin to wade through because it just makes my head hurt because i can see that he knows what's going on here but he doesn't want to 100% admit it. He says no one wants to get sick, but he doesn't want to wear a mask. And he thinks it's an overreaction, but he understands it. So it's weird. I think he gets what's going on, but he's so ingrained in this Cerrone gimmick that he refuses to acknowledge it. Fine, but it's dumb. And for this, Donald Cerrone gets the, uh, the come on now for, the, uh, for, for today. Colby Covington showed his true colors, if you if you needed to see them again, uh, during an exchange with Kamara Usman after the fight, where he said that he got a call from President Trump, and who did Usman get a call from? Did the members of his tribe send up smoke signals to him, or or something like that? Just a flat out racist statement. Um, and I'm not going to delve too far into that. If you don't think that's racist, I got questions about you. So it, it's racist. It's a 100% racist statement. But what bothered me more than that, because I already know Colby Covington is a racist, is that ESPN MMA, after the fight, tweeted that whole section of tape out. It tweeted it out under the ESPN MMA verified account. Later deleted it, but didn't make a statement on why it deleted it. But that's fine as well. But that says to me that ESPN MMA whoever was in control of that account account looked at that tape heard what was said and said this is fine that we endorse this kind of talk and sent it out and so now that reflects on ESPN and Disney and the UFC and there needs to be a response from ESPN and ESPN MMA and maybe even Disney as to why that was acceptable to, to tweet out why someone thought a blatantly racist statement was okay to tweet out on an official ESPN account. It's not. And that needs to be answered. It really needs to be answered because it's just not something that's acceptable. And how do you know it's not acceptable? Well, when I woke up today, that tweet was deleted. So someone had the sense to say, Either it was unacceptable or at the very least problematic and they didn't want it to represent ESPN. So there's knowledge there that that was wrong. Is anybody going to own up to it? Is anybody going to apologize? 
is anybody going to say that these words reflect poorly on ESPN, ESPN, MMA, and the UFC, and Disney? Is that going to happen? Because that should happen. Because Kobe Covington made a racist statement, and ESPN and MMA tweeted it out on an official account. Something needs to be at least said about that. I want to talk a little bit here about the MMA media. And this I saw, you see this a little bit in the mainstream media where they are afraid to call somebody a liar if they lie and a racist if they are racist or make racist statements. And I'm not afraid to do that. And I don't think anyone in the MMA media should be afraid to do that. In fact, I think that is the responsibility of the media. And this does include the MMA media. So when Dana White lies, Dana White lies. And you write it up like that. And, and you talk about it like that. That's a lie. If you don't like lie, if you feel that's too strong, present it without proof. Couch it a little. Soften the blow. But people should know that that means he lied. If someone makes a racist statement, like Colby Covington made a racist statement, that's not problematic. That's not a racial statement. It's not an issue. It's not a shtick. It's a racist statement. Therefore, it's racist. Call it that. If you soften that blow, if you soften that language, it doesn't deliver the message that it should. And that's a problem that many people have had with the mainstream media on its coverage of Trump and Trump's language. It won't call him a liar and it won't call him a racist when he does racist things or makes racist statements. I don't know why. Colby Covington made racist statements. Call them racist statements. Call him a racist. Call Dana White a liar when he lies. Do the right thing. Don't look like you're condoning it in any way. If that pisses off the UFC, so what? The UFC should feel the need to do the same thing. If your boss is lying, or if you have a fighter who's being a racist, that's a problem for the UFC. The UFC is a big sport now. It's not some underground little piddly thing. It's worth $4 billion. It deserves to be covered correctly. It deserves to be covered honestly. And if you can't, at the very least, the very least, call someone a racist, I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that, maybe, maybe you're in the wrong business. Because that should be the least hardest thing to do. It should be simply easy to just say, that's racist or that's a lie. But we don't do it. I mean, the MMA media, the large group of the MMA media does not do it. And they don't do it. Because just like the fighters, they're afraid of Dana White. And now, on to the, I guess, highlight, Colby Covington section of the podcast. Uh, you know, it's, it's always, we're always going to be divided. You know, he stands for everything I hate. He stands for evil. He stands for Black Lives Matter. You know, I stand for America. I stand for dedicating this victory to all the law enforcement out there, all, all the military, all the people that put their lives on the line every day to protect our freedoms and, and to keep our communities safe. So, you know, he doesn't stand up for that stuff. He, he hates that. He wants to defund the police, you know, and it's, it's a shame. So I'll never be friends with a guy like that. So this is just kind of an intro to what's coming, but it, it's silly, it's dumb, and I don't understand how Tyron Woodley is evil and how supporting Black Lives Matter is evil. So supporting human rights is evil, according to Colby Covington, because let's be clear here, Black Lives Matter 
wants human rights, wants to be treated equally. That's it. That's the basic idea here. You boil it all down, it comes to that. Don't want to get killed by the cops, want to have the same rights as other people. Boil it down to its essence, and that's what you get. I don't want to have to worry about walking out in the street wearing a hoodie, and I don't want to have to have fewer rights than my white neighbor. That's it. But that is evil, according to Colby Covington. So, again, call a racist a racist. Well, I guess with your other post, you called Tyron Woodley a domestic terrorist sympathizer. How, how do you draw that parallel to, um, you know, fighting for equal rights and social justice? How are those the same? Because he's standing up for lifelong criminals. You know, the Black Lives Matter is, is a complete sham. It's a joke. They're, they're, they're taking these people that are complete terrorists. You know, they're taking these people that are criminals. You know, these aren't people that are hardworking Americans, blue collar Americans. These are bad people that are criminals, you know, and they shouldn't be attacking police. You know, if, if, if you're breaking the law and you're, you're threatening the cops with weapons, you know, you deserve to get what you get. So, you know, that the law enforcement, you know, is, protects us all. You know, if we don't have law enforcement, it'd be the wild, wild west. So, you know, people need to go give a pat on the back to law enforcement every single day and thank them for, for keeping us all safe. Otherwise, you know, all these criminals will be running the streets wild and none of us will be safe. So you're saying that Tyron Woodley supports criminal behavior and encourages it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's he's a communist. You know, he's a Marxist. You know, he stands for, for criminals. You know, he, he he hates America. And that's why he got broke tonight. Understood. Um, what makes him a communist? I don't understand how you arrived at that conclusion, that he's a communist. Because everything that he stands for, man, he's just he stands for everything that is against America. He doesn't like America. He doesn't stand up for the rights of America. He doesn't stand up for law enforcement officers. He wants to defund the police. These are the same police that give him private security and him and his family, you know, daily. So, you know, now you want to vilify them and put targets on their back like LeBron James. You know, these guys are heroes, man. These guys are real celebrities. So, you know, we need to give a shout to law enforcement and stop trying to vilify them. First of all, these were excellent questions to ask Colby Covington because they kind of made him out himself a little bit more, a little bit more than he already had in that. I don't think he has any clue what he's speaking about. You ask him why Tyron Woodley's a communist or a Marxist, and the answer is because he stands for everything that's against America. Well, that's broad statement. And also, I would bet a pretty untrue statement. But that's what he, he heard on TV or he heard Trump say or something and a Marxist. I don't know. Maybe he heard these things on Fox and is just repeating them. Because I would guarantee you if you ask Colby Covington a more, well, this question was pretty pointed, but even more pointed to define these terms, I don't think he could answer it. Because to him, these are just talking points. They're just hitting the things that Trump and Fox News and whoever else has got inside that rotten mind of his and tattooed these things onto it that so he just repeats it because that's what he heard and he knows that that these are triggers triggers for the snowflakes i guess that's in his mind but again i like these questions i wish more mma media would ask these questions of folks like covington and no you don't keep politics out of sports when someone brings it in in this nature you don't do it 
I want to talk a little bit about these answers because he said that Willie's a domestic terrorized, terrorist sympathizer. And this is the part that bothers me, I think, because it paints Black Lives Matter with this giant, enormous brush. And it is a brush is dangerous and wrong. And I don't know if it's, this is kind of racist, but it paints a big group of people as uh, lifelong criminals and terrorists and bad people who attack the police. Again, catchphrases. Now I know, would I consider myself a supporter of Black Lives Matter? Yeah, I would. Am I a criminal? No, never been arrested. Got a couple tickets, uh, speeding ticket, had a headlight out, but that's it. Those are my big crimes. And I know a lot of people like me, and I would guarantee there's a lot of people, other people out there who are also not lifelong criminals who have, who support Black Lives Matter. Is Tyron Woodley a lifelong criminal? Because that's kind of the implication here. That's again, a stupid statement, an incorrect statement, and a catchphrase. It's something he heard, something he repeated, something he does for shock value. And if he believes it, fine, he believes it. But it's wrong, it's dumb, it's ignorant, it's all these things. Believe it if you want, but it just shows that you're a rotten person who has no ability to look at a group and and look you look at it as a group and you make your mind up based on that group. Do I see every Republican as evil? No, because I don't know every Republican. Do I see every Democrat as evil? No, because I don't know every Democrat. But Colby Covington sees Black Lives Matter. They're all evil, lifelong criminals. And I guarantee you that he's focusing on one word in that Black Lives Matter. And it's not the second two. I'd like to ask him what he thinks about the uh, these other groups who are also literally attacking police. That's not to say that Black Lives Matter is attacking police. But what about the, the Boogaloo Boys? Didn't they just shoot some police? I'd like to see him asked about that group. Is that group a patriotic group? Are they a good group? Are they lifelong criminals? So somebody should ask him that. And he also said that uh, Woodley supports criminal behavior because he supports Black Lives Matter. I don't know if that's true because I don't know Tyron Tyron Woodley, but I'm going to guess it's probably not true because why would he support criminality when all he is fighting for here is, as his shirt said, make being black legal. That's not a statement of supporting criminals. That's just saying, give these folks the basic human rights that the Constitution, that all these folks seem to love, give them those rights. It's in the Constitution, all men. And I know I can guarantee you, Colby Covington might not know all the Constitution, but I can guarantee you he'll tell you he loves it. I don't know it all, but I know enough to say that, to tell you that it says all men created equal, not just you because you got white skin, even though that's what it kind of meant when they wrote it, but that's besides the point, I guess. Um, so yeah, Colby Covington showed his ass in many ways on over, over this weekend. His supporters also showed their asses in many ways. Again, not all of them, but many of them. The, the, the ones who are questioning what was racist about what Covington said, I'm going to put them in that group, that's the, that uh, the ass showing group for sure. Dana White, I would put in that group because he didn't condemn this. He he approved it by just saying, well, say bad things about each other. Not true. Colby Covington has shown us who he was before Saturday night. On Saturday night, any 
any thoughts that he was not who he is should have been erased. If you support that, fine. If you don't, fine. But he showed us who he is. No more questions about that. No more. We know who Colby Covington is. And with that, I'm going to call it a night. I will have more tomorrow, more some, some more positive things, but there's still some things I want to discuss about the fight card on Saturday. One of them will be Kamzat Shemaev, and another one, at least another one, will be the instant replay rule and what happened and trying to make sense of all that because things changed from last week for some reason and I need to know some get some more answers on that before I speak on it with um, as much knowledge as I can get. But suffice it to say, right now I am confused with the instant replay rule as it stands in Nevada.